Hello, welcome. It is the Daily Live. So it's Monday, 4th of September. Happy birthday to my brother. There you go. He won't be what? Um, Jack is with me in a very warm studio. Very, very warm. It's gorgeous, like, but it is very warm in here. Um, where do we start? We've got, we'll come to the Marty Gray in a minute, but no, you'll be on the final word anyway. But just very briefly, are you a bit frustrated at Saturday or are you looking at it? Some people, some people were delighted. It's the point that is gonna get us on our way. What do you think? No, frustrating's definitely the word for mm. it. And we'll get into this on the final word in more detail. But mm. I'm not a subscriber to the idea of bad luck in mm. this game. Yeah, I think there's a lot of context to that. Mm. And while there were incidents of bad luck, you know. It's our false bad luck could affect us in the first place, really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is a it is a way to look at it. Absolutely. Um okay, there was a there was a huge slice of luck for their second goal, but we could have stopped it and then therefore luck doesn't come into it. But I what I would say is there was spells of brighter attack and play. I would say that we we did look a little bit more um, inventive going forward but that's just because of Beto because we got a centre forward that's willing to run and knock people about yeah and don't get me wrong it was an improvement and yeah you're right it's a point it's a point we didn't have before and you know we've, we've scored a goal as well I still league, think it's two drop by the way I'm just saying what a lot of people have said yeah no yeah, yeah you're raising the point aren't you the mm -hmm. other side of it but it, that's all true but it was a very winnable game it was a game we were winning it was a game we should have won and we didn't and that for me can only be frustrating yeah, it's absolutely. We, you know, we've played three games against Fulham Wolves and Sheffield United. Not one of them has been a good side. It's whether they develop into it, it's early days. Anything can change. But we've taken one point, and that's the worry. That's the big worry is that then sides will probably have better days, and yet we've caught them probably at the right time. Both certainly the two home games, Fulham and Wolves. I don't think they could have played any worse, and we haven't beat them. And then Saturday, the right decision making. I think we win the game. Yeah, definitely. And you know, all these teams, especially Fulham and Wolves, like you say, they will improve. You know, Fulham have had quite a chaotic transfer window, mm. but they'll stabilise and they'll do better. Yeah. Wolves, you know, a lack on a striker. They again chaotic transfer window, uncertainty around the club. But mm. you know, as things settle down, they will assumably do better. Sheffield United haven't won a game all season. You'd assume at some point they will win a game and therefore they'll do better. <laughs> but in the context of all of these three games, they were all winnable. Yeah. You know, with the context going in and the actual performance as well, how we've seen them play versus how we played. We played well enough to win all of these three games. Mm. You know, that's nine points there and we've took one. It does matter. Yeah. You know, it's early days and, you know, I know people get annoyed when people say, oh, you can't be a six-pointer. It's... It's start of the season, I do get that. But it's eight points dropped. And if you're looking at this team thinking, oh, it, it should be getting around 40 points-ish, give or take, to lose eight points from that already. Uh, don't get me wrong, I still think we'll get a points tally around that, but we're going to have to go and beat a better team now. You know, we're going to have to do more. going to have mm. to work harder for it. Got mm. Arsenal coming up. If we want to get our first win of the season now, we have to beat Arsenal, one of mm. the best teams in the league. We might go and do that, but... It, unnecessary stress isn't it mm. for us and for the team absolutely i mean that that's the frustrating thing listen everton have proved it before you no know, we beat arsenal 
I think it might be five out the last six seasons at Goodison, something like that. We've got a good record, a strong record against them. I think Sean Dyke's record against them isn't bad at all. But the pressure's on that game now. The pressure is all on that game. And people can say now and they go, well, it's, you know, whatever, whatever. But it is. You've got to put points on the board. And Everton, you know, Everton, Arsenal own Brentford away. Sitting here today, I don't see many points in those two games. By the time we kick off against Arsenal, I'll fully believe we can beat them. Absolutely, I will. But by the same token, it's quite conceivable that Everton lose the next two. And then they'll have played six, lost, uh, drew one and lost five. I think the manager's in huge trouble then. And, and this could have easily been avoided with, A, some better team selections, because I think he's let himself down a little bit with some of his selections so far. That wasn't really the case at the weekend. He had picked what he had, didn't he? Um, you know, two goalies and only five subs for the rest of them. But other games will come back to bite us, and, and when you're passing up chances, this team has got to realise. You see other teams, like West Ham, the other week went to Brighton and got battered and won 3-1. Because when the chances came, they just were clinical. Where to... Wrong decision making, missing opportunity, and it, it does put all of that extra pressure you're talking about on the team, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know what? There's some poor teams in this league, mm. worse teams than Everton. There's other teams down there, we've obviously played one of them the other day. But eventually, they will all start to win because they have to at some point. Mm. We can't all lose all season, we all will well, win games at some point. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Lord of Averages yeah, of course, yeah. and all that. So they will start picking up points. They'll come into easier fixtures, some of them, than we've got coming mm, up. Yeah, yeah. We've had our easy fixtures, our winnable games, and mm. we'll have more, but we've just had a spell of them and we've took one point from them. Yeah. We have got to start, haven't we? Uh, one player who might have been able to help in this little period um, has had his say on why he... Well, he's had his say to state that he isn't very happy at Everton Football Club and that is Damari Gray um, we know that he's been close to leaving all summer basically um, the frustration for me is if you make a decision on a player that they're available to go that's fine You've as a manager you, you, you live and die by this he's looking at Damari Gray the manager might be thinking well I gave him a chance last year. He's not really what I want. No problem with that. Sean Dyche has got to make decisions that suit him and, and Everton Football Club. But the issue for me is that those players, while employed by Everton Football Club, should be available to help Everton Football Club. And I honestly think if we'd have had Damari Gray against Fulham and Wolves, it would have given us a better opportunity to win those games while he's waiting to go. If that transfer's all lined up and he's the, pay, the ink's drying on the contract, of course, you pull them out and they go. We see Neil Mopai played for us at Doncaster on Wednesday and went to Brentford on Friday. Other players we've seen at other clubs. You know, Mohamed Kudus played for Ajax in Europe on the Thursday night, or the Wednesday, Thursday night, I think it was, and flew to West Ham on the Friday and signed for them. Got a hat trick on the Thursday and flew the next day. Now, that he could have, when people go, yeah, but say they got injured in the transfer. Well, Kudus was a £50 million transfer and he played. And yet, I actually knew they needed them that night, so they played them. We've got ourselves in a position where, don't know all the story, but reading between the lines and things that you hear, the manager's been saying Damari Gray's not fit for weeks. Damari Gray's, let it be known, he's been fit for weeks. There's other stories bouncing around that he's been training with the kids and whatever, whatever, right? 
it happens in football. But I just think we could have handled this so much better by just using them until the deal's agreed and then you wish him well. You shake his hand and off he goes. Yeah, I suppose it depends on what stage any potential deal might have been at. You know, at one point it looks certain he was mm-hmm. going to Al-Shabaab in Saudi. Then they had a switch around and that put it on hold or whatever. But in that period, certainly, he could mm-hmm. have played when there was doubt over that move while they were discussing internally if they still wanted them. Mitrovic played for Fulham and then went a couple of days later for 50-odd million, 46 million or something. Yeah. But other clubs have done it because of necessity. I suppose you could say that Kudus and Mitrovic are both two of their club's best players, though, as well. And, I know, you know, but we've had injured. We've had Dominic Alvalu and out injured. Oh, we, yeah, I do we agree with you. Yeah, Tom just... Cannon, and he, he was a manager he was never going to put on, by the way, was he? He put him on for two minutes against Wolves or three minutes in injury time, whereas Damari Gray, we've got James Garner playing out right on the right-hand side of the midfield. Who isn't, he's not a wide player. He's proved that in every game. He's not a wide player. He's, he's played really well at fullback against Doncaster, by the way, and I think he's a good player and I think he'll keep developing. But we've literally got nobody who's been on the right with Damari Gray. Even if he was a 25 minutes in the end of a game, sub against Wolves and Fulham, that would have probably made a big difference to us. Yeah, he's an option at the very mm, least, isn't he? I mean, yeah. And yeah, he's not our greatest player and he, he doesn't really fit how Daesh wants to play, but it's a better option at least than... We have to do 90 minutes of James Garner on this right mm-hmm. wing, even if it's not working. Because and the kid himself has else. come out and said he basically said he doesn't like playing there, really. He'll play there, of course, yeah. he will, because you you'll play anywhere, you want games. But he said, I'm a centre mid. So it's like, well, I just think we could have used I think if, again, all of these decisions, right, change on results. If Everton win at the weekend, none of us are talking about them, are If Everton had to be full of them, of course. But I just think sometimes when you're in Everton's position, you have to use every tool that is available to you. You can shake the lad's hand and go, listen, the minute the minute I get the thumbs up from Kevin Th- or whoever it is, off you go, we'll shake your hand and off you go, Damari. We're not trying to stop your movement, honestly, but we need you right now because you're one of our players and we're, play- we're paying you. <clears throat> and who knows, he might have just dropped the shoulder and bounced that one in he does every six months and that could have got us to three points and we move on. Yeah, and that'd be worth it, wouldn't it? And of course. Look, there's no problem with Sean Dyche not wanting Demar no, Graham. Not wanting to move, because that's football, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. It happens with the dozens of players at every football club every summer. So again, well, you get that, players because other managers don't want yeah, them and the good it, players. That's how it works, mm-hmm. isn't it? But then I also understand Everton sort of need to turn around and keep him at this stage because we failed on deadline day to bring in a winger and left ourselves short. Okay, so that's my next point. Then he's come out and basically said, I can't play for someone that doesn't respect me. So he's had, everyone knows who he's, I can't play for someone who doesn't. So he's had to go to the manager. And once that, once those cracks start happening, Jack, they happen everywhere then. Happen everywhere. So what do we do with him? The lad, the window. To Saudi Arabia still open until Friday. Everton failed to bring players in on deadline day. There's lots of things bouncing around, whether you believe them or you don't, and we won't know. We won't know, but there's a lot of things bouncing around that Everton knocked deals back, whatever, whatever, who knows. But we're in a position now where if I'm Sean Dyche and you come out and say you can't play for me because I don't respect you and everybody knows you're not playing for me no matter how much we need you need we need you because you've broken almost that covenant of what goes on in the dressing room stays in the dressing room yeah for that the player point, the relationship's exactly. broke so isn't it gone. So the, and i think sadly for 
Sean Dyke, the Mari Gray, isn't like Mo Salah or something. He's not someone who will come in and get 15 goals between now and January. So you can go, mate, I don't like you and you don't like me, but play for you. Play for your teammates. And the minute the window opens, we'll sell you one. We can get caught. I just don't see that happen. So we've got to sell them, haven't we, in these next five days? Yeah, I think it looks a bit untenable now, the relationship between Dyche and Damari Gray. You know, it looks like those things Dyche could have handled better in his treatment of them. You know, mm-hmm. it maybe always should have been established between the two of them that you're only leaving and if we sign another winger. But, you know, we probably will. So, you know, be prepared to mm-hmm. move, but just have that in mind. And that maybe that conversation should have happened if it hasn't said, I don't know the specifics of it. Mm. I think for Damari Gray to come out and slate him, no, I, I really agree with it when a player comes out and does that. I just think it's unprofessional. You know, have those discussions in private, potentially, you know, hash it out, say your feelings. But, you know, say Ned went on to social media and said, I hate working for Baz. Baz doesn't respect me as a human or a worker. Mm. I, I can't work for someone like that. You're not going to be very happy with that as a boss, are you? And you can apply that to every line of, of work. He so, says it in here, but no, he doesn't go out and say that. Yeah, so yeah. That's okay. We accept it in well, here. It, it's, it's bringing your employers into disrepute to a of level, course. isn't it? And yeah, I, I do think it's unprofessional, but in his eyes, he's getting the move now, isn't he? He's getting what he wants from it, most mm. likely. So What I mean as well is I've got, just in case... First of all, this is going on, Jack, because it is warm. Yeah, um, not I've got no issue with a manager making a call on a player. None. I've got none. Sean Dykes looks at looks at Damari Gray and goes, "He's not for me." And I've got no problem. Yeah, I've got it? no problem with that. I've got no problem with that. Right. The whole thing is, if I <laughs> if I look and think like Jack can really help me, I want him gone because we'll get money for him, and he's long term. He ain't gonna play. I don't really like him. Right, but he'll do me a job until the time when he won't do me a job, which is the, the transfers agreed and off you go. And that's I think that's where I find it a little bit difficult. Um, it happens before, it'll happen again. You know, we we kind of seen this with Luca Dean and Rafa Benitez, didn't we? The only difference was Dean wanted to play. Dean wanted to play, even though he, he didn't like Benitez, he wanted to play for Everton. He said, I want to, he's stopping me playing, whatever, whatever. Managers will always have will will create what they think is acceptable within the group. And again, even that, no problem. You have to create a culture in that group that says, like you were saying about Ned, right? We couldn't have that because that then says to every other employee or every other person part of a team, it's okay. It's okay to go out and say whatever you want about these two or these three or whatever or whatever, not acceptable. That isn't acceptable because then the cracks appear. And I think now, and again, Damari Gray, for all I know, is the worst trainer ever. Or, Dykes just has got an issue with him and, and is treating him unfairly because we don't know the two sides of every story. Okay? The problem you've got to do is, A, I think, and I've done the, I said this with, with Nonso. I said this with Nonso, right? You play for the, the fans and the shirt. That is what you play for. If you don't like him, if you don't like the manager, then make sure you get your move. So every day, Kevin Thelwa, I want to move. Don't like this manager. I'll work my bollocks off while you've been paying me. I don't like the manager. I want to go. That's how you deal with it for me. But it depends, But I don't know what the manager's done to him. Why has he had to come out? Was it already to the ink trying on his contract? Or is it, is it one of them? 
and the next minute stop, stop, stop. you're not going and now he's frustrated and that is that's just so frustrating the other thing is I think a few Leicester fans have come out and said Damari Gray said a lot of similar things while he was at us he talked about respect and what he thought he should have been getting and you know maybe there's that side of it from mm. the player and maybe he does have a short fuse in these sort of situations mm. where a manager doesn't favour him mm. I don't know like you say we don't know the specifics do we and there probably is things on both sides that could have been handled differently but I just think to come out in public with it, it just it, it means the situation can only go one way, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on, you blues here has said, um, did Dykes really put Everton as his priority or did he put his ego as his priority? And we don't, again, that's another one we don't know, do we? We don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Mike says, I've heard he's a bad trainer and doesn't like to press hard. Dykes wants wingers to be up and down all game. Gray thinks he should be able to conserve, I imagine he's going to say, his energy. Yeah, but we've all watched Amari Gray for two years. Now, I'm, anyone who watches this channel knows that we don't think he's as good as Cristiano Ronaldo in his pomp or Mo Salad or anyone else, but he's got the option of... He has got it in his locker. He can bang one in from 25 yards. Footballers like to play. <clears throat> they like to play, they go on, they go on the pitch, they want to do well, and especially if you're trying to get a move, you want to you wanna go on. And it helps to be playing well. Exactly, so I just think maybe maybe we could have used them and just accepted that it is over as a, as a club, and it's how quickly can we get you out. Yeah, and have that gentleman's agreement between you, mm-hmm. it's like, look, you know, we were happy for you to go. We you don't particularly want to be here, yet, but the way it is right now is you're going to be with us for six months. Just dig in, play as well as you can, do what you can, and the seconds we can, we'll let you go. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one now because he has come out and said it. So the manager, if he if he plays him, is he weak? Does he show a sign of weakness? If he doesn't play him, is that in the best interest of the football club? And that's why it's rocky ground, and that's why maybe Everton will end up just going, yeah, you're gone. Because what's the, you know, what's the point? And Gray's, the other thing with this as well is, Damari Gray knows what he's doing, doesn't he? He knows what he's doing. He's come out and said it, knowing he's putting the manager under pressure. And he got love the fans in there as well to try and keep them on sides. Seriously, you don't, listen, footballers, it, it goes on, fans are, Fans will always go on the side that they want to come down on. The one they like, they'll always yeah. come down. Whether it's right or it's wrong, they'll back whoever they like, won't they? They won't look at it and go, Maybe. Oh, well, I don't like him, but he is in the right. And mm-hmm. it doesn't oh. happen like that, does it? People back their favourite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's at a point where Sean Dyche's popularity isn't massively mm-hmm. high in the Everton fan base. It was the right time to do it. You know, if we'd won at the weekends, would that statement have come out? Mm. Well, it depends if he's done again. If he's frustrated because the manager or the football club have stopped him leaving, he's going to say something, isn't he? Players, he's got to try and force the move somehow, hasn't he, himself? We've seen it this summer, haven't we? We've seen Mateus Nunes refuse to train at Wolves and they've just gone, like, you're going then. Yeah. City paid that, you're gone. We've seen Nonto at Leeds. We've seen others refusing to do it. I'm not training. No chance. I want to go. Whatever, whatever. Players do it. Players do it. Yeah, but the, those players were happy to be the bad guy in those situations yeah, yeah, to yeah. get that move. You know, Nonto mm. knew, Nunes knew that people are going to be unhappy with me over this. 
it, Damari Gray's thing was hard. Like, I, I, I want to be playing for Everton. I love Everton. I love the fans. But it's the this fella stopping mm. me. It was a very oh, but uh, don't boo me, boo him. Sort of thing, weren't it? And I think if you know, with the way things are, you know, people are criticizing Daish a bit more, and people mm. are saying, oh, you know, um, this team's missing something. It, it was the right time on Damari Gray's side for him for his yeah, PR to yeah. release that statement to potentially keep people on side. Of course, yeah. Yeah, everything's done calculated, isn't it? Um, Adam says, Amwar El Ghazi's a free agent after terminating his contract with PSV. He's been approached by a Premier League club and clubs in Saudi, according to Fab Romano. Okay. How much do you want to bet who the Premier League club is? Imagine if El Ghazi come back and it was the greatest redemption ever. He comes yeah, in and plays comes in and plays and scores all sorts of goals. That'd be Luton or someone yeah, won't if he's not a Premier League club. Sheffield United. Um, Richard, yeah, I'm not. I'm not WhatsApp today. It's too hot to be WhatsApp as today. Uh, Tom says Deitch won't be here in a few weeks' time anyway, so it'll be negligent to sell Gray now. The next manager can use him, then he can go in January and be replaced. Well, we don't know if, if Sean Deitch beats Arsenal, then deserves a longer bit of bit more time, doesn't he? Don't forget against Arsenal, you'll have Jack Harrison available. Dwight McNeil should be fit. Then he clearly wasn't fit at the weekend. Um, Dom will be back I think Seamus Coleman will be closer to being involved in the squad Delhi, he's been named checked Delhi again he might be you know and Dobbin will be fit again and Michael Keane will be back he said so the squad will certainly be stronger by the time you play Arsenal at Goodison it's now a Sunday at half four rather than a Saturday night at half five but hey ho there you go I'll tell you what mm-hmm. as well regardless of our next couple of results Dice will still be here do you think when is this club what if ever? Everton, what if Everton lost the next two though? And it could be the next three because we have Villa away in the cup. Could yeah. you, of course we could we could win the next three. I'm just saying, what if though? Next two, I still think he'll still be here. Yeah. I think every time you know because we've sacked a lot of managers, people do seem to think we you know second we have an excuse to we pull the trigger. Every manager mm-hmm. we've sacked could have gone a month earlier at least. Yeah, uh, Lampard. Only, there's only one fella says, who knows, doesn't he? But I would suggest if Everton haven't won six in six games at the start of the season and five of them have been defeats, he'll be under huge pressure. Uh, like don't huge get me pressure. wrong, if he does lose his next three, I absolutely understand people wanting him out. Mm. That's not what I'm saying. No, I know I what you're saying. I just think the club will give him as much time as they possibly Maybe. can. And the flip side do. will be, we could easily be that. Um, not easily. But what I mean is, we were in probably a worse state when Arsenal came to Goodison in February and they hadn't lost since early September against United and we beat them. They were flying and we beat them at Goodison with with a probably a worse state of a team that day. Crowd will make it difficult. It's up to the players to carry out the plan. It, it'll be even, it'll be almost easier playing against Arsenal because we know how good they are and it'll be very much about sit back win tackles, make sure, you know, you're nice and tight. And if we can get nice and compact, and then you've got Beto on the break, and you've got Dan Jumer, and you've got Jack Harrison involved, and Dwight McNeil, then Everton will carry a threat going the other way. They could quite easily get a result against Arsenal. I know it's unlikely, or people will see it as unlikely, but it's probably been unlikely most of the five times in the last six years we've beat them that we get a result. Yeah, on paper, every time, it's, yeah. it doesn't look on the cards, does no. it? So, you know, and, and a result like that then, see if Everton got a result like that against Arsenal, 
then you'd look at it the other way and you go, well, hang on, they won at Doncaster, so they got in the next round of the cup. They went to Sheffield United and got a draw, but scored the first goals. Now they've beat Arsenal at home. They're going to Brentford at the weekend. You know, we've got a, and therefore people start looking at it totally different light. It's a capable team way. like Arsenal. It shows that capable. you know you've got something. No, they're in a champions. No, that's what I mean. Championship like, race, know, aren't they? A, a, they're a good team. They're one mm. of the few teams in this league that are objectively good. Yeah, if you can beat them, things do look up, don't they? Absolutely. Uh, one player that left the club by contract termination the other day was John Philippe Cabaman. Should have been a good signing for Everton. They, he certainly had the physique. He had. Um, I'd say he had the criteria to be a really good midfielder for Everton and got a horrific injury then got another horrific injury and I think he ended up with six appearances in four seasons which is awful yeah, poor fella really, mm. isn't it? That's mm. there is to, that is a situation of horrendous luck and mm. there's no one to blame yeah yeah and you know some, I've seen people sometimes use the Gabamon sign as something to hold over Marcel Brands mm. and go how oh, can you rate this fella there's stuff you can say about Marcel Brands mm. don't get me wrong but you know it was, he didn't personally rip Gabamon's thigh bone off did he like <laughs> no well I don't think so that'd be yeah, assault wouldn't you'd it you'd hope not but yeah you know he, he had the making of a good sign and he was what 22 when 22 23 yeah big physical presence Liverpool could get around the pitch yeah, yeah. yeah. looked like he had the making of a good player and you know people will look at his very early performances when he came in with no pre-season he was very unfit and he played poorly mm. In those games, it's, it's fair enough, but he'd he had no pre-season, he weren't fit. So we never actually got to see the Gabamon we signed at all, did we? Not once. Mm, mad. Because he went from, he had appearances where he was unfit, and then yeah. after that he had appearances where Rafa he'd dropped, got When Rafa Benitez played them against Wolves away, he, he dropped them in the shit. He put them in in the midfield with Alan, who was the most ill. As good as Alan was at times for us, he was so ill-disciplined. So it was often, and Wolves played three in midfield, so it was three against two anyway, and it was three against one. So they were just passing the ball around, Gabamon. So it wasn't exactly great for him. The lad never, not saying he could have done it anyway at that stage, but he was really a number six who sat, and we we exposed them when we played them. No one really, they see him every day, so they might have looked and gone, this kid's way off it, which is fine. But I know that when we bought him, he was a good prospect, and he had he had everything to be to be a decent midfield player for Everton. That, like we say, the physicality, the the mobility to get around a pitch, good passing range, and you miss two years of football through bad injuries. You ain't making that up in Premier League football. You're just not. No, not many players recover from and that. And by really. the time, by the time he was fit and able to stay fit, I think he'd lost a bit of his mojo as well by just not playing. It, it yeah. just gone. And those type of injuries can have a permanent effect, can't course, they? Yeah. You know, sure. he had what a fight injury. That's a bad one. What was to have won? Snapped his Achilles. Achilles, Achilles injuries. Then he was just news. training. Yeah. Just stretch for something. And his Achilles popped, and that's again often the case with injuries. You get one, and you start compensating for it because I'm worried about my thigh, and then the next minute that goes. And the inactivity and everything and then like you're just that. Like, well, and then you start believing. I'm sure you cursed or whatever, and before you know it. You're just done in, aren't you? Uh, Dave says, come on, Baz, have you got heat stroke? We're not beating Arsenal, not with our defence. Uh, the same conversation in for Sean Dyche's first game, the exact same conversation, the zero chance, no chance, 6-0, it'll be, doesn't matter, Dyche isn't a miracle worker, blah, 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 blah. 
Everton won the game. Remember under Cumin, Arsenal come to Goodison unbeaten in December. Everton weren't playing well. Give Arsenal one, the lead still beat them. It happens in football, Hunter mate. Benitez. It happens in football. Benitez, you know, Benitez, we pinched it, didn't we? Everyone, there's no chance. They'll, they'll batter us. We're horrific with this, with that, with the other. We beat them. It happens, mate. I think don't, someone's just put the oven once since 2016. I don't know about that, but we certainly have We've had a good run against them. That we might beat even them be a true. Lot. You know, I can't think of... Which I remember Jack Elka scoring against them under Marco. We beat them then. We beat them 2-1 under Carlo. And we drew 0-0 with them. Under Dunk. When Carlo was announced yeah. under Dunk. And we beat them 2-1 under Rafa Benitez. Uh, and then... Last season we beat them under Sean. That so we pro- I know we've won five of the last six against them at Goodison. And nil nil with Dunk yeah. at Christmas. Yeah. When was it? Twenty seventeen was the last time they won at Goodison. So the five two with ah. Saw Ronald with Saw Big Ronald Cumin going. Um and we beat them the season before that. So it's it's like six in the last eight Everton have won. So listen, would I put money on Everton to beat them, Dave, that day? No. But to say there's no chance of Everton beating them is it's a bit nonsensical, really, isn't it? Really. So of course we can beat them. Um would that like I said, would we sit here and put our house on it? <laughs> no. Is it likely? No. Is it possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So they it's up to the manager to come up with a game plan, isn't it? The manager's that, they've got two weeks now. It's up to him to come up with a game plan to go, right, how can we stifle them? They look brilliant, of course they do. But Fulham went there last week and drew. So, and Fulham were dreadful against us, remember. So, anything can happen, of course. Um, we'll see. That's what it comes down to. We'll see. Um, Jonathan says, on the basis we've taken one point, but when players back and more match fitness, we will get better. Yeah, and yeah. it's absolutely true. But, you know, we still could have won these games without some of these players. You know, that game at the weekend, you can't tell me that was unwinnable for us. No, it's the one. Chances we've... It, it's the... The thing is, it's those moments in the game. When you break four on two at one nil, pick the right pass and kill the game. They could have passed it. Dan Juma commit, 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 draw the defender, roll it to the core, defender comes to the core, roll it to Garn, he taps it into an empty net. It's what they apparently do every day in training, so why in games are you making the wrong selection? That goes 2-0, it's game over. Yeah, especially with them, because, you know, don't forget, they're in the same situation of us, mm-hmm. they've started the season poorly, you know, a bit mm-hmm. of a chaotic transfer, and they've lost two key players, brought a very good one in, in Gus Hammer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they... Get on top of them. You know, they started the game awfully as well, mm. and the players look nervy, especially at 1-0 yeah, up. Yeah. You know, that game would have been dead and buried at 2-0 for us. They couldn't get out their own half for the first five minutes. Their own box. It was like watching Everton their own. When you think of fast start, we need a fast start today, and then you come out and can't get the ball. And you're like, oh, for God's sake. That's what it was like for them. They, just, they were kicking it anywhere, weren't they? We should have killed it off, and we didn't. That's it's those moments, isn't it? You have to take. Uh, Amo says, Baz, would you take Stephen Jotovic on a free to do a job until Jan? Yeah, but would would he do a job until January? How old's he now? He's got to be thirty. He City years ago, wasn't he? Yeah, like nearly ten years ago. He was yeah, at he City, must I be. Think. He must be like 33, 34. Yeah, but what job is he gonna do? 
I'll have a little That's what you gotta look at. It's like you know, if, if when everyone's fit, we've got White McNeil, Dan Juma, Jack Harrison. We've got Dobbins there as a as a extra winger. We've got Dominic Calvert Lewin, Chimiti, and Beto. So we've got seven forward players for a team that plays with one centre forward. We've also got so it's like I think what Everton are probably missing is another a creative style midfield player. I think they're probably missing that. But definitely missing a left back. Um and people will argue over a centre back and, and I wouldn't argue against that. I'm just saying they are looking go, well, we've got four centre back and we had three on Saturday, but we've got four centre back, so we're okay. People can beg to differ there. That's we don't we're not the manager, are we? He might think he's quite happy with Michael Keane and Ben Godfrey as backup players. I think if you're asking me what I'd love the right winger, absolutely. Um, so unless you can get me a right winger who we can still bring in, who's on a free, who will make a difference. Who's not, not El Ghazi. Many, who isn't El Ghazi. There's not too many of them around who are difference makers, who are free, because they're free for a reason, aren't they? At um, points as well. Exactly. So, closed. you know, will we bring Jagielka in as the, the fifth centre-back? I don't know. He was. He seemed to be cheering Sheffield United on at the weekend. Yeah, so there's been know. some shouts to bring Townsend back as well. Yeah, Andros Townsend's available. But he couldn't get a contract up early. Yeah. So why? Why couldn't he get a contract up early? Because he mustn't be fit enough or there's still a few little niggling doubts over him. And then is it does that does that kind of push Dobbin out then to get this fella we've had who's had a cruciate knee ligaments injury? Is it better to have Lewis Dobbin? Bobbin, Dobbin, Bobbin around on the bench until January. I think once again, I think the frustration for me is Everton. It would have been great to bring a right winger in a centre back and a midfield player who had a bit of creativity or a right winger. But they haven't done it. So now they've just got it, and we're not very good at this, but they've just got to try and stay fit. If every if they can keep the majority of the, the first team players fit, they'll be alright, I think. I do I still think they'll be fine, but it's if they have a couple of injuries. If we lose one of our centre backs, I would worry, I'm not gonna lie. Have we got the same amount of bodies in the wide positions that we had for the second half of last season anyway when Gordon went? Yeah, I think know, so. Well, we had, we had Damari Gray. Awobi got sh- yeah, like shoved out Awobi. there. And we had McNeil. Uh, Dwight McNeil, didn't we? And that was really it. Yeah. Wasn't it? Now we've got McNeil, Dan Jumer and Harrison. Mm. It's not ideal. You'd yeah. have won one more. And, and obviously Damari Gray would have been... And listen... You know, stranger things have happened. Still may be part of the Everton squad going forward, but I think it's very difficult to envisage him coming back in once he said what he said now. That was that's the final play, isn't it? That's your yeah. final thing of I'm gonna force this move through because I'm not playing for him. It's been the bridge, isn't it? Well it is, it's, it's done and, and again it's people might look at it as a sign of weakness if the manager plays him. Yeah, it, I think any any outcome now is just gonna carry bad connotations of it, and you know, Dice looks weak or Gray looks trouble causer, or Everton are paying a player to stay who they're not playing. And there's no great outcome now, they'd, but there's an outcome where we can make some money. Yeah, and they'd be they'd probably be better right now. Going right, let's let's get our our right winger sign like ready for January to go. And again, we say it every year, and it won't happen because it's Everton. But 
let's make sure in the first day or so of the transfer window in January, we have our right winger who we've identified to come in. Do the deal now with whoever it may be. If it's Leeds for none, so I can't see that happening. Move on. Move on then. If it's Suleiman or it's Southampton, go and put the money down, whatever. But make the decision so that when you get to the first of January, you've got the next fella ready to come in. And that should be Kevin Thelwell's job because we can talk about Sean Dyche. The fella might not be here. And therefore, you have to do it for the squad. He may well be here. Listen, again, I've said a couple of wins. The whole picture changes again. But identify someone that Sean Dyche is comfortable with, Kevin Thelwell is comfortable with, and then go and try to get that deal. The wheel's in motion on it now, rather than in December going... Should we have a look who we could get? Because that just makes it difficult and you're trying to... You're hoping that you're, you're all right and come January, you, you're ticking along quite nicely and that is someone you drop into the squad and gives you an extra boost. Yeah, just Felwell can't be having four months off, can he? You know, we need to identify him players now for a strong January window. I'm sure which they are. We, we won't have take, because we never have a good January window, do never. we? Not Never. since we brought in a Jalovic and Pina. Mm. You can, I mean, a difficult January transfer. No, it, it is. It's hard, but... but your planning needs to be done now, doesn't it? Really. Uh, Stuart says, the manager doesn't want him. Keeping him is stupid all round. Uh, Stuart Lowe says, what a knobhead. <laughs> I don't know who he's referring to. We'll see. Uh, Rob says, might as well hold on to Gray. He might work well with the new manager. We'll probably be getting in a month. With eyes to the heaven. Uh, Everton Viking says on the Luca Dean one, letting Rafa sell one of our best players and treating them like dirt only to sack Rafa three days later is one of the worst decisions in recent history. That was a little bit mad. Yeah. It was a little bit mad, <laughs> the whole thing. Bonkers, you could If you're going to sack him, then why are you letting him sell a player? Yeah. It didn't make any sense. If you're keeping him, fine. If the manager said, I don't want him, and you're backing your manager, okay. It's because they wanted to keep him, didn't they? You know, they didn't want to sack him. That was the whole thing. Mm. But but they knew then he was on a sticky if, wicket. Yeah, if one more result does it, <clears throat> prior to that result, you, you need to know that we might have to sack him soon. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Alexander says the ref was beyond a joke on Saturday. The Corey getting booked for nothing. Yeah. I think it was Baldock. Didn't even look at the ball. Shoulder bars is young, yet the Corey's booked and he isn't. Also, what was that shit show with the Sheffield free kick? The ref making a new line because the she- Yeah, it was Everton free kick. He made a new line because their players wouldn't move back. Yeah, the line, the second line was for young. To where the stand I know, but they just walked them. and stood there. Yeah, well, that McBain, like a few of them moved behind second. Yeah, that yeah. McBain, he was still stood there, weren't he? Yeah, that's a Corey one was the bad. It was, All you know, took the ball, yeah. didn't he? But you know, those situations where you know the referee wants to let it go a bit, but then a few tasty tackles go in, and it's going, okay, I'd let that go. Oh, I've let that one go as well. Oh, the next one that comes in, I've got a blow. Or this is gonna go to chaos. Mm. And then to call a shoulder barge as someone and takes the ball perfectly legal. And he's like, I can't let another thing. The foul's all right, but to... the yellow card for it, it was yeah. Just... See, I don't even think it was a foul. To no, it wasn't a foul. But I'm but... saying if you if you want to go down that way, they've done it with Brantwaite. Brantwaite slid in and got a little bit on the ball, but he, I think it probably was a foul. But he, his foot touches the ball first. And the lad goes down. The linesman didn't give anything, and the referee gave a free kick and booked him. Yeah. Like, Hang on. 
I, I just think the Decore one had shown a lack of maturity from the ref, to be honest, like mm. a lack of self-assurance, because it was like the momentum of all those like feisty challenges that were going in was all building up, mm. and it was the next thing I have to blow for. They do and that, though, don't all they? The, yeah, and it's not the job to do that. No, no. Um, Kev says, I'm not defending Deitch, as I don't want him as our manager, but this situation, I'm on his side. Gray is previous doing this before he did it at his previous clubs. Fair, fair enough. Uh, John says uh, Deitch and Gray looks like poor man management. If there's a lack of respect, it's on both sides. Yeah. Tazul says, uh, hi guys, double-edged sword here. I never ever want Everton to lose a game. But say we lose the next two, would you expect Deitch to be sacked? I would take that as I've gone off Deitch now. His dinosaur long ball tactics is great to watch. On the other hand, do you think the team will improve when all the plays are available? Well, if you get your best players fit, you tend to have a better chance, don't you? So there's there's that. I just want the manager to sort his game plan out, get rid of the big gaping holes in the team so we can't be picked off. Um, Will he do that? I don't know. I don't know. If Everton lose the next two, like I said, he's going to be under big pressure. I think someone put up the other day, he's won eight in his last 57 Premier League games. Dice. Uh, and he's got a worse win rate than Lampard. So by that, you would say, that's not great, is it? But if we get our better players back, then he's got more to work with, hasn't he? It's the, de- the, the bit I'm really surprised with is the defensive side of it. That's the bit I'm shocked with with him. I thought we'd be like really tight and trying to nick games. I thought we'd be able to you know, be solid defensively. When you look back on certain moments, there's just holes everywhere. And it, people can go as the players will... It's up to the manager to control the players then. Like, me and Ped were talking before, there's like, the the difference between Onana and Ghana. Like, Onana's heat maps and that, when he played elsewhere, he sits in front of the back four. And we know Ghana likes to press and go chasing everything and putting fires out. Well, if that's the, the case and he's leaving big holes, put the lad who knows how to play it in there then. Leave him sat in front of the back and let, let Ghana go doing the press. Okay, final problem with that. The core eight isn't going to come and sit in for you. So therefore, why don't you play a real number six and go, right, I'm operating with Onana as the six and let the core eight and Ghana do the press. Maybe try that. Yeah, there's just certain things, aren't there, that just look like conversations that need to be had aren't being had. You know, players aren't being told to not do certain things that we've seen them do. You know, these fullbacks and the fact that both of them have been doing it makes me think it's a tactical choice. They're going towards the ball a lot, even mm. when the ball's in central areas. Yeah, you know, they're coming out to, like Patterson for that for the pick for the own goal. Mm. That. Ashley Young's done it quite a few times now. Mm. They're coming out towards the ball diagonally from central. But ironically, we don't go out to the ball when it's in wide areas. We no, stay we narrow. And the fact that both of them are doing it makes it look like it's a tactical thing, and that I do not understand. No, but listen, he'll know, normally. But we'll see. Listen, the, we I think what we all want is Everton to just win games of football, don't yeah. we? That's what we want. The managers really shouldn't come into it. Don't you think of it? Like it's becoming a boring conversation again. When really got it. go in, organize the team, and win games of football. It's dead simple. Go and do it. Then you can just get on with the games, can't you? There's all that uncertainty, the grey stuff piles on top of other things. They're not winning games. There's the takeover stuff, or the investments, let's not call it a takeover because it isn't. Investment stuff in the background. 
standardly age protesting the other night against them and it's everywhere and there just seems still there's just too much noise and I don't know I, I honestly don't know how you calm the noise other than winning games of football. I think mean, that's probably the only way you calm the noise down. It's the best way to satisfy football fans in it to win a few games. You can't have a go at anyone really who is is got itchy feet again over the manager or or is frustrated with the players because every year is just the same. Right now, it just feels like one continuous season from when Benitez coming of just shite. That's how it feels. Yeah, and look, you know, I respect people who try and be positive and, you know, try and see the brighter side of things. Also. Yeah, and, and I feel like I try and do that a lot of the time as well. Mm. But it's ultimately, you know, we've had two consecutive relegation fights mm. looking like we could possibly be in for a third, mm. possibly. People are allowed to be a bit dissatisfied and a bit worried and yeah. to be critical of things at the club. Absolutely, yeah. It's natural, isn't it? Absolutely, you can't you can't tell anyone to. You know, everyone. We've all got our own emotions with it and frustrations with it, and like we've, we've just started the season, and you know, Villa are a decent side, and they they spanked us. The other three games, we should have got stuff out of. We've got a point after twelve out of twelve. Like we've, we haven't won a game yet, and it's gonna be mid September when we're trying to win a game again. And last year was the same. We won on. I think it was the 18th of September or something against West Ham, our first win of the season. We think we play Arsenal on the 17th of September. So we're, we're having to... I know we I know we won against... Like last year, we beat Fleetwood in the Carabao Cup. This year, we beat Doncaster. But you're looking at it, it's again mid-September before we've won a Premier League game. How? Like, how is this continuing to happen? So... Anyway, let's race through these. Uh, Evan Viking said, played three of the worst teams in the league and got one point. Played one decent side, got battered 4-0. Players coming in will help things get better, but the core stuff will remain if the same if nothing changes. Poor tactics will remain poor, but with better players. Collins says, why are our players um, brain dead and selfish? It proper does my head in. The amount of times that's all is needed is a little sideways pass for a tapping. The players we have always uh, do the opposite. Shoot when they should pass and pass when they should shoot. I'm sick of it. I can't keep shouting at them to do the basics. Uh, Everton Vikings said, welcome Axel Tanzibi. Um, Colin McCourt says, uh, also I can't believe Friday happened again like January. It's pure madness. How can we chase one player or window? Not get him and obviously bring no one in. It's like smoke and mirrors. Yeah, I don't listen. I again, I don't know the ins and outs of it. It just seemed like a mad position to be in. Where Nottingham Forest signed seven players on Friday in a day. It's doable. And isn't we it? struggle to complete one deal. Um, but we'll get told how hard he worked. I guess I don't know. Had um, Ned, you know, when you went down, had they actually all gone? Could you tell? Finch Farm. Left Finch Farm. I think at the end of the day, if they know something's not happening, then yeah. what they can't. There's no point in. No, I, I'm not saying they should have been. You mm. know, I'm just wondering if they were potentially working on anything. They probably were trying to get people in, but you. But when you get to that stage, when you get to eight o'clock on a transfer deadline day, yeah. and you're going, who's available? 
It's not great planning, is it? Especially if you're trying to bring in an overseas player and you've got to get them on a flight. There's no chances there, so... Anyway, let's just see what happens. Uh, Kev said, the worry for me now is if we're waiting for the January transfer window, what if we get a transfer ban? Yeah, well, we'll see, won't we? If we get it, we'd have to front it up, won't we? Stuart says we should contact Eden Hazard, tell him he's too good to retire, six-month contract. Getting in Everton's midfield is much easier than retirement because he couldn't get into Real Madrid. Danny says, am I the only remaining Evertonian? 100% believes Dyche is still the man for the job. Uh, XG and stats agree with me, but Everton fans don't. I don't think you're the only one. Um, but you can understand people people questioning it, can't you? Because results tell you, Danny, at the end of the day, that's all that matters, isn't it? You know, Pe- the underlying stats is is an argument, to be fair. You know, it looks no, but like it is, but then Graham Potter around. had underlying stats at Chelsea and they chased them, and yeah. Frank Lampard had underlying stats, and, 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 and that was Rafa Benitez's arguments. Well, the stats say this. At some stage, it's got to be more than that, hasn't it? itself into... he's right. Some of the stats say that if Everton actually took the chances, we'd be fine, but... That's how many games do we go? So we have got to, again, like I said before, we've got to start taking the chances. And then a lot of this will quieten down a bit. That's on the players and that's on the structure, isn't it? We can talk about underlying attacking stats and go, if we start taking our chances, that's good. But Danny, if we have to score three goals every game because defensively the structure of the team is giving up goals, then how does... How does it change? You can't win 4-3 every game. Roberto Martinez suffered with this. So they've got to get that side of it sorted. I think if it was nil-nil for most games, I'd be with you. I'd be going, listen, we just need to take it. We'll be fine. The fact is, Sheffield United have scored two goals and we've we've needed a brilliant double save in the 98th minute to get a point. Haven't we? In the end, we could have lost the game if that goes in. You know, the second one, it's Pickford in the face. If that just goes in, we've lost the game. And we'd be sat here scratching our heads how we lost the game. So you're right to look at it and go, stats-wise, we're doing things right. We are offensively. Defensively, we're awful. I think defensively, defence, like some American, <laughs> defensively, we are worse under Dykes than we were under Lampard. Yeah. So that's got to be an area that we've got to sort out. Uh, Tazil says we don't really have a number six. You think Garner can do it? Well, Onana is a number six, really. That's where I think he'll play long-term. So why not put him in there and say, mate, just police that bit in front of the back four. Get on the ball. He wants the ball. He likes to tame at the ball and pick the passes. It's just that higher up the pitch, he ghosts through the game at times where it's just passing them by, whereas if he was in the six, he could almost dictate the game a little bit more, maybe. Well, he doesn't know the more advanced role, does he? But no. he's not really played it, so that mm. could explain why he's maybe ghosting out of games as mm. well, couldn't he? Absolutely. And Coco Pop says, hey, who comes in if Dites goes, listen, let's just win games of football and then the manager talk can be bounced for a bit. So start winning some games. Hey, you, win some games. That's all that matters really, isn't it? Right, we're going. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to be back at two looking at everything that happened over the weekend and seeing if there's any Saudi Arabian transfer news be that interesting stay with you Ned will put the magical teleportation thing in make sure you hit the like button and subscribe on both channels do it too warm not to do it see you in a minute 